Hey everybody, this is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. And unlike you just hearing me ramble on about some nonsense, we actually have a special guest, which means this episode will probably go longer than just 30 minutes. But, um, Taylor, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Um, your, your, your check hasn't cleared yet. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at my account right now, and it's just doing that pending. You know what? I'm, I'm going to refresh. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm, uh, I'm hey, sure guys. it'll be fine. I'm good for it, I promise. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Uh, my name's Tyler. Uh, you might know me uh, on TikTok uh, as uh, Cosplay Fiend. Uh, I do a lot of uh, anime stuff in there. I got a series, uh, actual anime you don't hear about anymore, uh, among some other very fun, goofy, fun stuff on TikTok. You're, you're serious where you go to hype yourself up to, about the plot of some, if it's possible, Yaoi fan fiction? Oh, yeah. No, that's, yeah, I've, I've got to build up some bravery there. I've got, to, I've got to get some go in my engine. Uh, Will it Yaoi? That's not really the official title of that series, but I just throw a plot out at my wife. I'm like, is there a Yaoi about this? And Shadow Wife, uh, she, she, knows, she knows a, br- a great breath of smut uh, out there. So she, she's, she's definitely... The, the holding container for all that knowledge. So I guess my first question is, what what inspired you to, like, even do, like, you make very clear from the, t- from the TikTok videos that, like, you did that one, the first one, as an offhand thing, and it blew up so much that you just mm-hmm. kind of begrudgingly kept doing it. What inspired you to do the first um, well, because I've been doing TikTok for uh, a little bit, never seriously, and like maybe once every few months, under 100 followers. And then just as of, you know, March, I I was scrolling. I luckily found myself on anime TikTok, you know, my people. And so I was seeing a lot of the content. And I kept seeing channels that were just kind of spamming, you know, one or two videos a day, trying to get like, I guess, that spread, you know, trying to cover as many as many views and viewers as possible, uh, kind of like what the watch mojos of uh, TikTok, and, and yeah. they would always post up these these things with a beautiful video, uh, and say like, "Oh, obscure anime or anime you don't hear or anime you've never heard anyone talk about." And then they would throw up something that was not not hyper popular and not hyper cult. They would they usually throw up something that was very popular with a popular still present fan base ten years ago. The example I think I used. In the video was Code Geass, yeah. which was like, oh, yeah, 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 we don't we don't talk about Code Geass every day, but it's not a hyper obscure, no one's ever heard of. I'm going to talk to my friends about a niche anime sort of thing, and that's what they were kind of pushing these videos out on. And of course, the formula was there because it was a short video, and they didn't show the name of the video, the the anime until the end of the video, so you watched the whole damn thing. And it's like, well, this is frustrating that they could pump out this these many videos. I've got actual obscure garbage in my back room because because I, I'm, I'm a big, big, dumb boy and I bought lots of anime when I was younger, spent way too much money on it. And of course, being I'm 34 years old, uh, I, I, I come from the bad days. I come from back when you just got whatever you got and you were happy. Oh, yeah. You, you come from like you walked into Suncoast and that was the thing on the shelf and you're like, ah, just, just I'll find out me. if I like it. La- yeah, I'll find out if I like it later. Um, we'll see. And so I have I have a giant shelf in the back that's just full of actual things that nobody has ever talked about online. That thing is probably haunted based on what you've shown so far. 
It's um yeah, and most of it's not there. Most of it's in the in, in either in storage or it's just been lost over the years. Yeah. But I, I decided I was gonna make a video of like, no, I'm gonna actually throw out a handful of ones. And I just ran back there with my camera and I was like, I'm gonna grab Desert Punk. Cause no one ever talked about, I'm going to grab uh, ultra maniac, uh, ultra, uh, you know, no one's ever heard of this magical girl anime. I'm going to grab sister princess, which is the, the bane of all harem anime. And then I think <laughs> I grabbed final fantasy unlimited, which is CGI cash grab. And if these are real shows that came up, maybe were observed by someone and then just not talked about again. And then I got a surprising reaction out of it. I had no idea that people were going to glomp onto that and be like, Oh my God, you unlocked a memory for me. And the views were, way way higher than anything i'd ever gotten before i only had 100 followers at this point and it, the, the views were just so amazing that i was like okay i guess i'll I, maybe i could do this again and i went back to the shelf and i did a round two and i got the same reaction i was like maybe this is this is my thing because i wasn't going for because i could anybody can just google hyper niche anime and you know, you're gonna pull up something like daikon brothers things that yeah. people have never heard of before and never talked about and also didn't really have a proper fan base or even a flash in the pan. But the thing I was going for, which was such an obscure, weird needle to thread, which was shows that were not dead in the water, that did exist, were observed by a mass of people, and then just kind of... We, we, there was no need to keep the fandom going. There was no need to pick up. There was no need to keep going. This isn't cult status. This isn't niche. It just happened, and we forgot about it. And I'm like, I've seen all of those because I, for a very long time, was a part-time worker, and so I saw all of these. <laughs> yeah, and like, so I'll I'll tell you, I'm I'm you. I'm so, well, not exactly. I'm two years younger, thirty-two, but we're in that same like. We got in the same bowl. We, like, we, we were in the same, same like universe of stuff. And yeah. while I didn't see everything, I will tell you, I have seen advertisements for absolutely everything. Like, I can pinpoint issues of An America if you gave me a chance. We're like, Woof. oh, like page 92, it's just an ad for Final Fantasy Unlimited. And what kind of amazed me is most of what you talked about was like highly publicized stuff that like was yeah. everywhere and was like if you like well, stopped... production companies yeah, production companies wanted to get these out because this was I mean the reason for a lot of these shows was because the anime early boom um, but and th this is when people were starting to recognize we could push anime more mainstream. It's never gonna they, they didn't ever think it would get close to a real mainstream, but they certainly thought if I publicize there's such a desperate need for it. People are just going to grab stuff. So ADV, 4Kids, um, all those big companies, Funimation, Toei, back in the day, they would just be like, I'm going to buy as many licenses as I can. I have enough money to push uh, previews on shows, which is weird. Just the anime previews existed on DVDs. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Magazines. You have Aniplex magazines. All these magazines saying, like, I'm going to push everything regardless of quality to get recognition, to get faces out there. It cost me two cents to buy the licensing for Final Fantasy Unlimited. I'm going to push it out there, yeah. and hopefully I'll get my money back. Well, so I talked about this in a earlier Sunday edition, but like for people listening to this who are either here because they saw Taylor's um, TikToks or they've somehow Tyler. been tricked into listening to me for too long... <laughs> The period of time when me and Taylor kind of really came into, like, our proper anime fandom is what's often referred to as the anime bubble. And ultimately, it would burst. And the reason why we don't get so many shows like this anymore is that... Yeah, yeah. Um, there, 
we get a much more higher quality. Do we get now. much more higher quality shows? The pipes. But it doesn't. Um, but the. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. The, the, the math isn't there because the, the bottom fell out. Like the, the thing that. Taylor, you probably know it's true, and you may have engaged in, and I definitely engaged in, because we all engaged in it, because stuff just wasn't getting licensed in the same way. It's like, the internet happened, torrenting happened, and then the bottom fell out of the entire anime industry, like, at once, over, like, three yeah, years. It was, it was kind of a no-man's land for a minute. Like, it was it was Wild West that led into a no-man's land, because you're right, the torrenting, this is pre- us, any streaming site even having an idea of this is actually pre Netflix being a proper streaming yeah, site. This was when Netflix um, was still DVDs in the mail territory. And one of the things people forget is Crunchyroll started out as a pirate website. Did it? I didn't know. I, that. So, so here's this wild fucking thing Crunchyroll was started as a gray market pirate site that would collate all of, and I remember this vividly. Collate all of the fan subs, all the like horrible subs with a big thing on there, um, mm, all, yeah. all that stuff. They collate all that. You could be able to go one place with a login and be guaranteed that like the video would work. And <laughs> so you had mirrors of all the videos going on. So yeah, mirror one, mirror two. This went to Decky Films. This one went to Crunchyroll. This one went to Minivids. This one went. <laughs> hey here. guys, let's see how many porno ads you take before your computer shuts off. Yeah, I don't care. I just need to get through this last episode of Soul Eater. I could watch. I don't care. <laughs> yes, click yes. Accept all cookies. Yeah, exactly. It, it, let's go to the bad place to watch some Soul Eater. Um, so it started as a pirate site, and then it got, I think it got VC funding. Curiously enough, it was um, started in, um, it was started it was started in California, and I think I knew that. I think I've heard that. It was started by students out of UC Santa Cruz. Like, Shinji Kun, the, like, guy who started Crunchyroll, he, he started with a bunch of people out of UC Santa Cruz. But I think it got VC investment from people in um, Washington, D.C., of all places. And one of the things I think was a um, caveat was, like, we'll invest in you, but you got to start cleaning up your act. This has to start being legal pretty soon because... Once there's real money on the line, people can come and take that money from you <laughs> via lawsuit. For sure. And yeah, yeah. that's where it started. Like, all of a sudden, I remember this. The entire site started to kind of empty out and fill back up again because mm. they couldn't have any illegal streams on their site because of the same reason that, like, Funimation got nailed for using fan subs for a One Piece episode a couple years back. Yeah, they, they had to start legitimizing because it was it was no longer going to be the Wild West where, you know, you can just find what you find. But here's a here's 30 ways to bit torrent 500 episodes of Gintama. Yeah, like you know, instantly. It's, it's too. not going to be that anymore. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I I choose to stay away from the from the pirate world because not only is it readily available now in so many ways and shapes and forms, it's it's. Yeah, I'm starting to agree with those old ads that we would see. Would you steal a car? Would you steal a house? <laughs> don't download. Don't download anime. So like you can buy buy the buy, first buy, alcove you're looking at is yeah. actually my 3D printer alcove. So like now that I've really? 3D printed, I'm like d downloading a car is now a possibility. Don't tempt me. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that that's the next great that's the next great uh, delve into. Are we gonna have are we gonna have streaming services for three D printers? Just like I want to stream a cup to my house, <laughs> let's just plug in my three D printer. I pay StreamyTube, and they and they send a cup to my house, and that's cheaper than going to Amazon. I mean, I, I, trust me, they're still way far away from that. They're still like nightmare torture devices, but that's neither here yeah, nor now, there. It's still it's still it's still fifty hours to get my master. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but. What my understanding was is that like there's kind of shows that you've been talking about and the kind of shows that like I that I also remember like I would just reintroduce to Kakeshi because it popped up in my Crunchyroll feed because they finally got um they finally got the rights back to Kakeshi right. from like two thousand six. It's that these shows weren't necessarily like humdrum shows. Lots of them were big shows, but because they were in that, like, early 2000s era when, like, everything was starting to take shape, they got, like, lost in the ether. Yeah, I, I noticed that similarly, too, uh, not too long ago when I was, uh, what was I looking for? I, I, oh, yeah, that's right. I was, uh, I was looking for Hajime no Ippo, and I was having a hard time finding it. Now I, I realized that it was in the middle of a licensing dip yep. where it wasn't available. And part then we had like, I think the newer season, uh, cause it got broken up to like season one, season two, yep. that became available. And I was like, yeah, but I want to go from the, I want to go from the beginning. I want to go in, in and out from the beginning. And then it got relicensed and then released again. And I think it still got labeled as like, Oh yeah, here's a 2003 anime. But but you weren't able to actually readily find it anywhere until maybe five, six years ago. So um, one of the, like, chronic ones that that happened to is, uh, I would, if you saw me looking off to the sides because I was trying to remember the name, but Ikitosin has, like, seven seasons. And you can't watch all of them. You can only watch some of them. But it's, like, across every streaming platform because... Ev- Every season is currently licensed by, like, different people. Like, you can watch seasons three and four on Funimation, but then you have to go into subtitles and want to watch, like, season, like, two and a half. For... Yeah, I'm, I'm, hang, on, I'm, hang on a second. I'm writing down Ikitosin for the actual anime you don't hear about anymore. <laughs> that, is a, that is a prime contender. Oh, prime I was just going to tell you, what if you talked about Dan from the Vampire Bond? Because that... That's just a whole, that could be a three minute video of you like having to walk it's people ever, through like yeah it's it's an ever growing list but but sometimes I hear one and when you said Ikitosin, I was like oh my god why didn't I put that on the list basically I should put back like think Tyler what DVD box cover had boobs <laughs> and that's and that should be your entire series you don't need to really think about anything yeah. else like what DVD box could you see at a Suncoast and be like yeah that's an anime mom can no it's a cartoon mom i probably yes it's a cartoon you know spongebob this is like spongebob except for both high school so trust mom i i know yes i'll get the jeans too but i want this (laughs) it's really oh my god so (laughs) when i was a teenager i went to um my first anime convention which Around here, they used to have um, an anime convention called the Big Apple Anime Fest. I mean, this thing was on the news. It was, it was, they, and talk about, like, lost of time. They would, Mm -hmm. they took over, the last year that it happened, it happened for, like, three years in a row, but the last year, they had such a falling, because it was, like, in the mid-2000s, you know, anime, like, in the middle of the anime bubble, 
Mm-hmm. They had enough pull to take over the Coke billboard in Times Square and play Princess Mononoke on it on loop for like three days. What year was this? Oh, fuck. I'm, I have to look it up. I think it was like... I was like... Give me a rough guesstimate. 15... 2015? No, not 2015. I was 15. Oh. So, I'm going to say... 1903. Like, it was before 2010. It must have been. Right. Okay, yeah, because I I started hitting the con circuit um, around 2006, I would say. But... And the biggest biggest con I hit then, which is still a con I go to today, uh, was Fanime Con in San Jose. And that one, I'm glad to say, has been steadily growing in a, in a good positive way it's had a couple dips but it's still easily one of my most solid favorite cons i go to i'll be there every year if anybody ever sees me because i'll, I'll be on the circuit uh but that did definitely have a, a growth to where in the beginning everybody was kind of huddled into the san jose convention center which is large but it was that's where the con kind of took place was just like the top floor, bottom floor, San Jose Convention yeah. Center. You had a couple large viewing rooms, and it was a great, great time. I even still think it was really big for 2006. Um, now we're up to 30,000, 40,000 easy attendance, and it's not just the, the convention center. Pretty much we take over the town. Like you can go to the outskirts, the dirty <laughs> outskirts of, of San Jose. You will see a Hatsune Miku just hanging out in a bar. And, and we just we just take I feel so comfortable just walking the town being like, yeah, this is our town for this week. Afterwards, the normies can have it. But for this week, like for this you week, guys we get this shit. Ones. We we brought in the ice cold water guy from Otakon. We live here now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm 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 going straight to the spaghetti factory as Kakashi. And no, I'm not taking off my face mask. Uh, so um, the the conventions in. Um, in New York City, usually always, if they're big enough, they happen in the Javits Center. And the unfortunate part of that is the Javits Center is this big um, convention center in New York City. It's so far the fuck out there for Midtown that, like, no matter how much the con bleeds out, it won't bleed out and, like, touch the parts of New right. York that you care about until, like, the middle of the night when kids are like trying to find something to eat before they retire to the hotel rooms. Sure, sure. Yeah, the food truck parades hit out. Yeah, hot dog, bacon wrap, hot dog guy on the corner. Um, but uh, I just oh, so you probably can pull up his name instantly. I haven't been able to pull up his name for the past two weeks. I guess that's a good thing. Who's the um? <laughs> you'll know why. Why? Who's the voice of Ed, of Edward Ellerk? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, that is uh, Vic Mignogna. Okay, Vic. Who I so affectionately refer to as Mick Mignogna. The last anime, the last set of anime cons I went to was um, Liberty City Anime, where I actually am slowly taking over the entire listing of panels. Like I do another panel every time I show up, basically for the free ticket, and also because you can't tell this from the video, but I'm biracial and I'm disabled because I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a childhood cancer survivor. And so like I do a whole bunch of panels that like I can have authority doing for a whole bunch of people who don't usually get to go to panels where they feel like deeply seen. Sure. And Liberty city anime is small enough where I can just pull this off every year. But 
the year before Vic Magnana was mm-hmm. a special guest. It was before everybody. It was before everybody who doesn't follow all that stuff super closely knew he was a creepo. But when like you and me would be like, yeah, but he hands out audio cassettes of him reading Bible quotes. That's not normal or not creepy. <laughs> That's a different kind of creepy that that other uh, individuals uh, don't have to deal with. And but, so, like, uh, when, like, but, but equally upsetting. When you or I heard about all the bad things, we were probably like, "Oh, yeah, that tracks." Well, well here's the th- here here's the thing though. I never, I was never hyper into like voice actor worship. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've never had any either. I've got, I've got friends who def who definitely have a, a list of people that are like, oh yeah, whenever they're at a con, I have to see them or, or whatever. And of course, I you know I always have loved Steve Bloom, uh, famously more most famously the voice of Spike, but also he's done a lot of other things and he has a lot of walla work for some reason. Like he'll be soldier number two in every video game you've ever played, and it's like you know you were Spike, right? You don't have to do. <laughs> Shit, you don't have to be soldier number two. And then I heard him on a 7-Eleven commercial on my radio, and I actually tweeted at him, and he responded. He's he's responded to every single one of my tweets forever. <laughs> I don't know why. He just likes Twitter. But but I, I've never really been into the the worship of the, the them. And I, it's not like I'm a dub-sub fighting guy. Oh, yeah, I'm not either. either. I, I, think, I think I prefer sub, but I'm, I'm not going to get in that argument with people. But... I have I don't hit the con circuit as hard as some of my friends. I've got I've got a friend. She has been going hard since early 2000 and it's basically saving up all her money all year to hit a big big circuit and she for years for years was telling me how creepy Vic was. And I don't yeah. want to get political or get so deep into it on this cuz it will clog up everything but but it, you're telling me he's, he's hyper creepy, and then the people who on the video where I made a joke about Vic Mignogna being creepy, um, they they jump in there hyper ready to defend red flag off the oh, bat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hyper, hyper defend Vic Mignogna, and and they're all saying like he didn't do anything illegal. He was acquitted for everything, and it's like I said he I didn't say he did anything illegal. I said he was creepy, and that's an undisputable fact through so many testimonies and testimonies of people that are not related to the very popularized cases that were out in the public facing guys a creep. We should call out creepers when we see them. Otherwise they're going to keep creeping. And so, so when I tell you, I, so I signed up for um, Liberty city anime that year. I like had like three panels I was doing. So I was, I was, I actually stayed in the city at a very nice hotel that I got for a very good price. I was very proud of myself. But it wasn't at the normal hotel. But you know who was? Complete <laughs> floated over to the dark side. Like, this is like, he, remember when he got that weird bad guy haircut and wore nothing but open to the chest black dress shirt? Sure, sure, sure. He yeah. was there. He was at the hotel that the con used to be at doing a signing ceremony. And I'm like, there's no way this motherfucker didn't know. Like, there's no way this <laughs> motherfucker isn't hoping he's going to just catch a couple. That sure. is so yeah. disturbed. Uh, but. Yikes. Yikes. I, that was, a, that, was, that and Anime NYC were the last cons I went to. And those are like, so, like, fan run and, like, the crunchy roll sure. takes over the Javits Center for three days kind of convention. Yeah. And that was 2019. And then the universe shut down. And then the dark, that was before the dark times, before the empire. 
Yeah, but it... <laughs> and so, like... The, the way I pose it... The way I pose this is... You had one of your first... Li- one of your first... From what I understand, one of your first live events on TikTok. And you had mentioned Tokyo Ghoul. And I said... Mm. Oh, I did a po- I did a podcast episode about that. By the way, I spent that entire podcast episode like an hour plus calling Tokyo Ghoul a bad cheesy tone poem for the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to I didn't want to be a jerk and cross and like accidentally cross promote on your feed. So I reached out sure. to hey, you. Sure. Hey, sh- I'm all I'm all about shameless promotion uh, for sure. So so if I if I get on live again. <laughs> And and someone's on there who's listening to this right now. Just go ahead and just throw throw out your Etsy store. Throw out your throw out your podcast. Just throw links in. Don't even say anything. Just post links on the feed. <laughs> Don't wish that lie. on yourself. That's how it goes bad. Don't care. Don't care what it is. Just post whatever links and and say click here. Click here. Get five hundred gems on on Yu Gi Oh Duel links. <laughs> click here. But I would just like. And like I said earlier, the reason why I did it is because I was like, I know all these shows, but I know for a fact that like people eating your content up don't like really well, don't. I, I think I, I think I do have like a nice heavy mix though because I do have a lot of people who are nostalgic uh, for for bad anime because that's kind of what I I, I try to hyper address. Um, but I also have a lot of people in my comments that I'll be surprised by saying like. Uh, I've never heard about this or, or I could tell just from looking at their content or their profile picture that they're much younger. And it's, it's not even that I am, you know, I never wanted to be branded as like, Oh, he's old anime guy or he's an old Taku. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I grew up in the dark days and I absorbed a lot of, of dirt because of it, but I, I equally am keeping up seasonally on, on, on stuff. You know, there's, there's, in my opinion, even though I've got a really great soft spot for a lot of my top 10 list is, yeah. you know, older anime nineties and before, um, I think some of the best anime that's ever been made has been made in the last 10, five to 10 years. So what, and, what are you watching right now to take curiosity? Well, uh, what's funny is I, uh, because I just mentioned it before, um, I am a psychopath and I don't, I don't watch, a seasonal anime until there's at least about eight episodes out. And then that way I could binge it and then not have to wait too that's long. That's a good fucking that's choice, life. honestly. Because that's the life I live. So what I've been doing actually um, is, uh, I think everybody's about out to eight or nine episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm about to start really heavily binging. Um, I've got To Your Eternity planned. Yeah. I've got, uh, there's two different great uh, romance dramas that come out. One about the salary man uh, who takes in like a high school girl uh, runaway. Uh, the name is escaping me right now. Sorry. And then there's like Joron Rain, whatever that really beautiful one is on. Uh, oh, don't on right don't now. fall for that one. Is it Joron Blood and Snow? I think so. I'm, oh, I it sounds like it. I'll be stunned if you make it past the first episode. It's such a Rad. it's such a CGI <laughs> shitstorm. It's not even funny. And I'm making I'm making preparations for 20 years from now when I do actual anime. Yeah. Don't hear about episode 4,000. Here's Joe Ron. So, um, no, but right now I am I have backtracked um, though to my watch list to be like okay I gotta I gotta fill up some space I gotta eat something. So actually, what I went back to and started and I cannot stop thinking about it is Hajime no Ippo. Yep. Um, because it's a, it's an anime that I slept on. Sports anime as a genre is a genre that I slept on so hard for so long. And I advise everybody 
who has that same mindset, please get over it. Please find a way into sports anime because I like, slept on it just, I, I, for so long. My um, not my at the time at the time this come at the time we were recording this, my last review show episode was on Kuroko's No Basketball, um, which is just what if we tried to <laughs> encapsulate the NBA as an anime and just went hard for it for like something like seventy five episodes? It's wild. <laughs> It's such, a, it's such an odd sell for the longest time because, it, unfortunately, and there's no reason for it, but culturally we've made people who watch anime and people who watch sports diametric opposites of one another. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be opposed to one another. But it is, unfortunately, one of those like stereotypes that kind of holds true through experience. If you've got people who watch anime, they're less likely to be sports fans. If you've got sports fans, they're far less likely to dip into anime. And so for a long time, sports anime had like nowhere to write to. They're like, what do we do? Because we're trying to appeal. They got a big boom in the in the early 90s when they said, well, we're doing hyper young male focus. And that's like you can, you can have a young male who is both into sports and anime. But when you get older, it's a little harder to aim yeah. for that. They then had another renaissance in the early mid 2000s when they said technically we're writing them with women in mind, but we're still writing them in sports for boys. So we have fan servicey things like free come out. But then you have hyper character focused things like Haikyuu start to come out. And I. I if I keep talking about sports, this will turn into a TED talk just about sports. So we have, we have to we have to get away from that for a second. But but the last note of that, please find a way into sports anime if you are sitting on it and sleeping on it. I'm so glad I finally found my way into it. But with Hajime no Ippo, it is an older manga. The manga was made in the 80s, yep. um, and then the anime rolled in through the 90s into the early 2000s yeah. for the newer series. And it is one of my favorite retro kind of niches to take a bite out of like old 90s animation um just is chef kiss i love i love looking at bad old drawn buildings and and even though japan was near 2000s it's visually the 80s and it's still just a, such a fun looking stuff and i really enjoy you know it's, it's hitting me in those good anime sports tropes that i like which is um you know you've got the you've got the young uh main character who is did, who does not know they are good at a sport? Who basically is yeah, he, has he, something he, he, in their life, an aspect of their life that has prepared their body or or, or skills. He's a fishing for a assistant for his family's like fishing business, and and that's and the coach is just like a lot of that translates to bat to boxing. Come here, because yeah, he, he built. He built, he built a lot of upper body strength just through like manual labor, uh, working on a boat. And then he's also developed an incredible balance in his legs and strength in his legs because you're holding balance on a boat all day, moving back and forth. You're, you're going to just strain and, and burn his legs. So he's, even though Ippo is a weak willed kind of spineless boy at the beginning of the series, he is physically just very, very well off. And then he doesn't know. And he's kind of inducted by other people into this world of boxing. And he's found this kind of light and confidence in it. And that's what he's chasing and saying, I love this feeling. I love, I love going through this. And and I kept being shocked because like all the, 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 the good parts that I'm finding of Epo, I'm like, I didn't think they started writing sports anime like this until like late two thousands, because there's so many good at, like there's a lot of despair moments where it's not even about the sport. It's about him possibly losing the chance to keep boxing because real life happened and he has to help out his mom's family business. And that's suddenly a real life train that hits him. And it's like, Hey, let's back away from the sports anime a minute. Epo's a kid. This is a kid having to deal with stuff in real life and sports is a big part of his life, but it is not the world. 
it is not everything that is going on. And I'm like, that was very refreshing. That is very, and then of course, camp slapstick comedy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Epo has, a, um, Epo has a huge cock and that's the funniest thing <laughs> that's ever existed in this show. <laughs> Because his his senpai who train who's bigger and stronger and better than him in every way is smaller. Who like and they just at some keep point gets in a fight with a bear car. and from the from like that point on he has like a giant bear scratch scar across his chair chest from the bear he killed. And it's, it's yeah you get into some really great camp comedy that that I love but then the action is like sports action you know you get uh, over the top great visualizations you know they're this is kind of like how. Uh, you know they're not they're not punching people and dragons are coming out of their fists like Beyblade style. No, or some no, shit. yeah, no. But but I will say when at like you do not feel a boxing hit like you feel viscerally. Oh yeah. Because uh, they like punch people in that show and they wind explodes the out of the opponent backwards. Yeah, you you feel their soul escape, and and there's two, there's ten minutes of standing there going, what happened? Even though it's a live boxing match, and people are standing there talking and throwing fists, so it's like you got why is everyone standing around? This round has been going on for forty minutes. What's what? Like they definitely have brain damage, right? <laughs> yeah, and it it's 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 a very surprising because, like I said, I was using this as my filler anime to get through uh, to to where I would start binging uh, the new season, uh, which which has a good a good many things that I'm interested in, but I was just using this as a filler to be like, I'm going to kill some time. And I ended up being like, so invested in it. Now that it's time to be like, Oh, you should, you should stop watching Epo and then, and then go start your new stuff. I was like, I'm I think I'm going to finish Epo first. Cause I'm so invested in this, in this really odd duck feeling early sports anime. And, and then I'll, then I'll have more than enough to binge for the new season before uh, we launch into summer proper. Yeah, so what what are you planning on watching of, like, now that there's, like, a solid eight of everything out? Uh, well, well, right now for, for spring, you've got uh, the two-year uh, – why do I keep saying it weird? I think it's two-year attorney, Yes, it's right? two-year attorney. I have not dipped into that because that just seems like either I'll get it and I'll cry or I won't get it and I'll just be slightly bored. Oh, I, I'm hoping for tears. I'm hoping for cries. <laughs> so I'll, I'll definitely aim towards that. Um, the, uh, the one with the, uh, cause honestly, I've been reaching forever to find a good romance, um, a good romance, good, uh, high school drama. I've been looking for one. I thought I was going to get with Horamiya last season. That was a letdown. Oh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like that? Oh God. I hated that. I, I thought uh, it was so much more softball than everybody else did, but I, <laughs> I, I, like everybody was like, he had tattoos. I'm like, he had some fucked up tattoos that you make out of a bad idea or a dare as like a middle well, schooler. It's it's set itself up to really be the anime I've been waiting for because I've been waiting for a good nice heart gut punch because I've been on a good sinning run you know Golden Comedy was the last great sinning that I think I was sitting down with but I was I was really hoping for like I want some slow paced slow burn romance drama high school I was and then somebody's like Hormia and I was like I remember hearing about that manga and the animation looks beautiful and the music and the timing and everything seems great and then by episode three I'm like. Why, why do we fast forward through all the fun parts of the relationship and now they're already really down the line in this relationship? And I was so upset by the direction it was taking. And I was like, I wanted you to be my golden child. But hopefully, though, I'm hoping that uh, there's one coming out here. I've only seen the, the Japanese name for it because I don't know the proper name for it. So it's uh, it's Higi Wo Saru. Uh, it's the one where the salary man 
wakes up after going to a bar and he he's taken in like a, a high school runaway. And um, I'm hoping that that one uh, develops into something good. I'm hoping for like a nice, uh, not not ro- like like sexual romance, but like a nice good slow burn romance, um, or even just ends up being a good drama with a deep friendship. Um, so You're I hoping it doesn't go full fight. bunny drop on you. It could okay, so, which it yeah, could I, totally I, I, do. But I'm willing to take that chance because yeah. I've been waiting for it. Um, Tokyo Revengers seems fun. I mean, I'm not going to kill myself if I don't dive deep into Watch it. Watch that it's one that's first. Going right now. What, seriously? <laughs> I, it takes a lot for me to be truly appointment viewing. I sure. I'm basically it's making wild. sure I'm doing all my. Uh, I'm making sure I'm doing all my uh, dodge. My uh, what you call it? My isekai dodging. Uh, this season as well because there's like five or six isekai here and I'm like I could live without you. Yeah, Megalobox totally. two, uh, Megalobox two came out and that uh, that seems like it's right up my alley as well. I love the original Megalobox, very underrated, uh, very unique. Um, I've got what was that eighty six? Uh, there's the the like Mongolian fantasy something like that. Uh, I'm uh, gonna check out that one. Uh, well, I, I I can catch up on slime whenever I don't need to really eat up slime right away. Yeah. Same thing with Fruits Basket. I, I've I've read Fruits Basket, so I know everything that's happening. <laughs> I read all um, of Fruits Basket and I watch all of the original anime, so like I know yeah. it's all there, and I just don't feel like being that emotionally damaged for like a a, a period of time. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, no. I and to be honest, I I loved the original run of Fruits Basket. I watch it like every year i try to um i had the manga forever and i didn't realize it was rare to own the tokyo pop manga for a long time but i was like oh no that's worth money and i just have it <laughs> um, you have all the volumes yeah yeah wow yeah, i've just i've just always had it and i've read them a hundred times and i've unfortunately probably destroyed the spines i'm not sure uh, how many volumes i have because my manga but is now that but now that I was excited, though, too, because I do like the manga as opposed to the anime as well. I think both are very good. And so I was like, oh, they're going to do Fruits Basket Brotherhood right on. Let's 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 get into that. Let's do that. The hair um, is blonder King, in this one. Yeah, Which is, Shaman King coming back um, was was a really fun, nice retro trip for me. So I'm going to definitely when I get my when I have the time, I'm going to get my hands on. That's a good day viewing one. I don't need to really Shaman set up King good watch cycles for that is a locked behind region netflix thing so if you have a way yeah, to do we, that but eventually yeah, know that eventually we're gonna get our hands on that um what else is i know that there was a couple new sports anime that i wasn't really into odd taxi i've heard oh, Jesus. is fantastic during like, the age group where it's like if you don't watch odd taxi then a lot of people including me will be disappointed in you just, just, <laughs> so just, i'll definitely pick up that one it seems like also very like, easy to digest anybody over like the age of 30 who's still an anime fan is currently watching odd taxi and has opinions about it it's very funny um but uh but yeah there there's a handful of others that are on the uh the spring 2021 that are that might itch that like i said that young Adolescent drama romance, uh, slow burn that I've been itching for for a while. So I'm I'm hoping for for one of those to kick in. If not, you know, just go back go back to a nice fallback and and uh, fill up the rest of the season. And let's let's hope for for whatever's going to come out the next season. But uh, but yeah, I've I've, I've actually because to be honest, for like the last I don't know three seasons, I've been kind of stretched to like find something that I wanted to watch and also then liked like it was like i i kind of like i don't want to watch this or that and then i do and it's like eh, it was okay but it just kind of more or less filled the time this has been the first season in a while that i'm like ooh, there's there's some there's some tasty looking scrumptious things on here for me yeah because 
I, I, I agree totally with the Isekai stuff. Like, I can, I can never watch another Isekai again, and I'd be totally fine. I, I have tried. I have tried my best to like ReZero, and I just, I can't get there. You don't, you don't like ReZero? I just, I mean, wait, I wait. Just, did you like ReZero, and then it changed, or did you like with the more recent seasons, or did you just never? No, get into I it in never the first got place? into it because I just. Oh, I found it so refreshing. It was it was a it was a breath of fresh air. Absolutely, I, I, mean, I know that it I'm has sure a there's weird some wall base. where like I'd like it enough and keep watching it, and it would like get bored way in my head. But I just can't for whatever reason can't get past the first, the, like the first run, the first couple episodes. I'm just like I I just I don't care about Subaru at all. No, and see that's the thing is that you. I, I don't know if in the first couple episodes, at least, you're supposed to really care about Subaru the way that you eventually do. But I just found it so refreshing that they took they, – they had – here's the thing. I, I'll, here's what I'll say about ReZero. It had such an easy out of saying, well, what we're going to do with this reincarnation power thing is we're going to make it uh, action-based, where then Subaru basically goes through these – jumps every time and because of it he's becoming stronger and better and then he one shots every fight yeah but of course we know as the audience like that um lost the fight a thousand times but now he's now insanely good because he knows everything is going to happen in the fight and he's trained so he one shots the fight they could have very easily done that and that's an easy writing it's an easy out yeah they could have they could have also done the comedic route which i thought they were going to do you know basically to the point at which he maybe says a faux pas and misspeaks in front of somebody and then he goes and jumps off a cliff so he doesn't have so he can redo it and i was like those are the two easy easy outs they could have done but instead they took the darker more serious route of hey death is scary death is painful it sucks he hates it he doesn't understand it. he doesn't know if he's going to come back and this is dramatically damaging to his psyche and they have so many good points after those like like i said after we get through that first hump of the first challenge he gets through where he has these mental breakdowns and these real emotional breaks it's like saying i'm just so tired and scared and there's a couple of cycles that he goes through that I admit could have been cut by maybe an episode or two. Um, but but I still think it, in regards to the first bit of Free Zero, it's one of the most refreshing pseudo isekai twists that, that I saw out of the boom. You know, because the boom happened and we got 20,000 isekais every season. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Gosh, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. But I don't think isekai needs to necessarily die. I do think it needs to pump the brakes a little bit. I do think we need to go back to having because it's really easy it's much easier to write an isekai than it is a traditional fantasy because in an isekai i've got joe schmo coming through the portal joe schmo is going to ask the questions joe schmo is going to be like what's this why is the world like this why is this like this and that's the easy out for the exposition of explaining how the world works who the people are what's going on but then if you go to a fantasy novel and it's people who live in that universe the writer has to be more intelligent about how they portray Here's how the world works, and I there's no reason for me to have a character say this is how the world works. So you have to be clever with your visuals. You have to be clever with your event storytelling. You have to be much better at world building to write a fantasy than it is to write an isekai, which is, I think, why we have so many light novels of just amateur writers who say, I'm going to make an isekai, because it's a lot easier to avoid those writing pitfalls of world building and, and exposition to be like, I've got a guy who literally has to ask the question – why is there a dragon here? And then, then then somebody has to explain why there's a dragon here, and that you just cut out, you know, a lot of work for yourself of saying, oh, I I I got I got to write around why there's a dragon in the castle. Yeah, totally. I and I will tell you, um, I uh, another recent thing I talked about because I was like, I've heard a lot about this, and this might be another one for your list. Um, was Akami mm -hmm. got killed? 
Oof. which is ah. so terrible. That got drastically popular. That, that got drastically popular, so I don't think I would necessarily put that on my list. It I mean, maybe, so, let's say, let's say 10 years down so the line. It was so bad. I hated it, and I, it was also one of the, the anime that fall into the category of, I don't get why everybody around me is loving this anime. This is drastically popular, and I don't understand why. It's, uh, that happened with Tokyo Ghoul with me. That happened with Akamiga Kill with me. That's still happening with Fate uh, for so, me. So it, I'm going like, why is everybody loving this show so much? It's not that well-written. The world isn't great. The care it becomes so formulaic. It's just a back and forth ping pong battle of we're gonna kill who we're we gonna kill this episode, this guy, and the next episode we're gonna kill somebody on yeah, the other it, team. It, and this episode we're really gonna kill somebody the on the other team. But they had this weird moment in that thing where they're like, it was almost like they understood that what they were doing wasn't really working, and all of a sudden you start hearing bad guys talk about getting experience points, and I'm like, excuse me, are you guys trying to back into an isekai scenario here? What the were you, fuck were you, is happening? Were, were, you, were you off put by the main character wearing a sweater? Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's wearing, like, medieval costumes. And then, like, yeah. the purple girl in the Chinese dress with the scissors, who she does not get to live. Um, but, and then he's just wearing, like, a private school uniform. And I'm like, what's going on? That's. That, that, that could have been a, uh, an intro for a secret isekai. Like, as a guy who's like, oh, I'm in an isekai, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. And because he's like, he's wearing jeans. I swear to God he's wearing tennis shoes. I don't remember. Yeah. I swear to God he's wearing tennis shoes. And a sweater. And I'm like, dude, everybody's wearing, like, knights in armor and, like, Victorian dresses. Where did you find a sweater in this universe? Also, this is so he's weird. from a super poor village. I'm like, man, if that's what poor looks like, I'll be poor tomorrow. That's a nice it, it, sweater. If you want to talk about a, a visual element that just that, that regardless of how good the anime could have been after that, that it was like I'm so taken out of this. It's it's that choice, and I don't know why they did it. It's so, and also I don't know why I pointed out to people who like the show, and they go, "Oh, I didn't think about it." I'm like, "What about this? Put blinders on you that you were just so the actions at best okay. The animation uh, has maybe two sakugas that are worth something. Yeah, none of your characters are better than one note, one emotion. So I don't, I don't know what you got sold on, and I don't understand why you were so invested." In this show, just like, but in about five or ten years, I would say, if I was still doing this thing, uh, a comic kill might find its way onto that. <laughs> but as it is right now, I think it still has a much too alive uh, uh, fan base. I like, I just that whole thing was just like, and so this, like you said, you for the past couple seasons, you've been kind of like start and stop and not wanting to watch treading things. Wa- I've been treading water. Yeah, I've been treading water. Yeah, you've been kind of treading water in the like. In the like vein of like a, the like you're a fan of like Akamiga of like Akamiga Kill, um, certainly Tokyo Ghoul. I kept encountering these shows like like your response to Akamiga Kill, which like me looking at it having consumed just the pure amount of stuff I've consumed, I'm like I get why I get how this is like a bowl, but it's not good enough for me to give it really the time of day. I didn't even make it all the way through it. Like I, I stopped three minutes from what should be the finale, and I'm like, no. Just, well, just it's, no. it's one of those things where where you think you're you you have absorbed what you've absorbed. You've made your opinions, and you think you're going to turn to your computer. You're going to turn online and be like, yeah, yeah it's going to be the, everyone's going to be on the same page as me. And it's just so earth shatteringly weird that you are in the minority. <laughs> and you're like, how? 
what happened? What did I miss? And you almost think to yourself, did I watch it wrong? <laughs> did I, how could I have I done? went from episode one to 25 without skipping any, and this still doesn't make sense to me. Is this, a, is this an endless eight scenario? Do I, need to, do I need to rewire my brain to understand this? Yeah, and, and I just kept waiting, and I was like, uh, I had that big with Tokyo Ghoul as well. I was like, I don't get why everybody is, is so into that. And I've gotten over the judgment. Um, like, I used to judge people heavily for what they liked, and I'm like, at the end of the day, everybody's going to like what they like. You can't change that. It's something that they're into. Who cares? It makes them happy. So I've, I've stopped being harsh on those people. That's that's part of me uh, becoming a, a, a big, big boy as opposed to a big boy. Um, and... <laughs> I, I've, I've got that, but I also now have reverted to, tell me what anime you hate, and I'll, I'll, I'll your, your opinion, my opinion of you will drop dramatically after I find out you hate an anime that I think is, is a masterpiece. Um, but, but I, yeah, you, people are going to like what they like. I, I dropped Titan. I, I'm not oh, afraid I, to say I, I, dropped, I dropped Titan. I dropped Titan at the boulder. I couldn't take it. I was like, this is how but, this whole show is going to be. And also, I said this. So remember, at some point, the secret the secret in the basement was anti-Semitism. <laughs> like I'm not exaggerating. If everybody's like, "What? Yeah. No, it, it's true." That's a, I said that's that. I I said that 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 was my suspicion to a like pretty normie friend of mine who just was really into Titan. Yeah, I said that whole scenario. I'm like, I just feel like at some point, just with all the German names and with like yeah. the way the Titans are just illustrated and proposed this is gonna get real they might be the nazis and not know it saying real bad at some point and that was like a year before it happened and then that came out like oh i would write that's so bad (laughs) but the the the, the real master race were the friends we made along the way um and and no i i dropped i dropped titan i was i got a little deeper than you but i honestly was I, I was like the rest of the world. I was super hype on season one. When season one launched, yep. I was like, yes, this is awesome. But I quickly then realized that it was attracting a lot of not anime fans to it, which yeah. is something I'm always I'm always for. I'm always like, yeah, bring more people in. But then it also created a big divergent between me and coworkers of mine who would say like, Tyler, you watch anime. Have you seen Attack on Titan? I'm like, oh, yeah, I God. Attack on Titan. Like, I, I like Attack on Titan. I think it's really good. Then dot, dot, dot. It's not like other anime, and I'm like, hold, pump the brakes right there, sir, because it's not insanely original. There's a thousand anime I could point to you that are just like it. It's pretty good. It's not bad, uh, but please do not try to demean the shit that I like with that jock-ass attitude of like, oh, no, you like weird shit. This is a good shit. You fi- Finally, anime made a good shit, and that's what I kept finding, and it made me have this burning animosity oh, against Titan and Titan fans. So I will... let go of that. I will tell you that when I was in high school, I was just like, I was like part of like a whole weave group. We were, we were, it was just past the days of tape trading. And you, you probably grew up in like your local fandom in the same like weird nebulous time where like you started tape trading, but finished DVD trading. Yep. Yep. Um, yep, yep. And like, so like I was just a bigger weeb, if not a bigger weeb than everybody else in this group. Like I was like eating Pocky at lunch and shit. And I remember this because it was so weird that, like, I was the one that somebody said this to. I, like, was reading the big first volume of Ranma in, like, in classes and shit. 
And somebody said to me, like, what are you reading? I'm like, I'm reading manga. I always read manga. He probably thinks it's dumb. He's like, no. When you read manga and talk about anime, it's cool. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, that that that's that's there's an enthused kind of subject matter that uh, depending it doesn't matter what the subject is if it's like you find a person who's passionate about it and has a lot to think about it other than it's awesome it's awesome and you have you know more thoughts about and it. And this was like somebody a, who wasn't subject matter can be interested appealing. in anime. It was before when there was it was before there was like a nebulous understanding that anime was cool. It was just like no, Alex is the one who somehow puts the words together right. And I get it, and it's cool. I'm like, you know I'm the poor one of the group, right? <laughs> like, I'm the one who can't afford all this stuff. That's why I tape trade and buy, like, the stuff you can get in New York because I can take the train by myself. Right? You, you, know, you know I'm the one that got a untranslated bootleg of Trinity Blood, right? And I just exactly. watched the whole like, thing. You know I'm the one plotting with the other one like me to, like, b- record on tape all of Samurai Champloo, right? <laughs> because yeah, we're poor. Put, put mom's cam, put, put, yeah, put, put that double-decker VCR and just be like, all right, wait, wait. Okay, hit record now. Now, wait, the commercials are yep, coming up. And totally. stop. But, um... For a period of time, like, right around the Akamiga Kill, and especially Tokyo Ghoul, I was, like, mm. watching all these shows, encountering all these shows, and just there was no narrative structure. I was like, what's happening? I feel like, I felt like I was insane for a couple years in anime fandom, because people were seeing all this stuff in all these shows, like Akamiga Kill, like Tokyo Ghoul, were like, I'm like, this stuff can barely nail nail down what story it's telling. What's happening? Well, yeah, and then and then you had a lot. Of, I mean, I don't know if you are aware of this. For the most part, is that a lot of their sales um, for you know if when an anime is successful, the sales are not all focused highly on actually selling the physical copies of the anime. You know, it was almost never on that. It was about selling manga. It was about selling merch after manga. And so you had a lot of shows, I think, like Tokyo Ghoul that were basically like, here, let's 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 get the story out. Let's get the world out. Let's get people interested in that. The quality content is mainly on on the written material, which I think is such a BS out of saying, well, in order to enjoy this, you have to also read the source. No, no, don't take me two places, homie. If I, if I like this, I will get the source material, but that doesn't mean you should get to half ass your actual animation work. That doesn't mean you should have be able to outsource to weaker studios, weaker artists and just pump out. Here's basically a 12 to 13 episode promo for my manga. You know, I think that's horse crap. Oh yeah. It it totally, it's just, it's nutty. And then there's like all the Moe stuff that happens, which I can't wait to dip into the Moe madness of like the mid 2000s when like no one could draw a girl that looked older than two. Um, I, I, I might, that, that, that might be something I delve into. Mo, Moe madness is a good title too. So I might have to steal that. Just we'll, we'll see start with Shindo Abe and his obsession with Robin Maiden and go from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make we'll make a sub series on uh, TikTok. This is Moe Madness. Today we're we're talking about why the hell are your eyes always wet? <laughs> well, this has been great, man. If you ever want to come on again and like talk about anything, you are welcome. <laughs> For sure, man. No, it was a blast. I'll definitely, I'll definitely uh, find my way back around. 
Um, and on that note, um, where can people find you? Just out of curiosity. Um, well, if you just look up a uh, cosplay fiend on uh, TikTok, it's just one word, cosplay fiend. I'm also uh, Basically, you can find me anywhere under Cosplay Fiend. I think I own that moniker online. Uh, on TikTok, I produce videos three times a week. I usually make like an actual anime you don't hear about anymore, make some funny jokes. And um, I also have uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter that I use less. But uh, yeah, you can find me on there, Cosplay Fiend. Yeah, so thanks so much for coming on, man. Um, and if you like this podcast, this is a very unusual Sunday edition because I had Taylor on, and um, but new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Um, Sunday is more like this, fan- fandom stuff, industry stuff, and third days are more me talking about um, shows or movies. Um, I think the one you'll have heard before this is about the new Sailor Moon movie on Netflix. Um, so definitely subscribe, and until... Next time, I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday edition, and I will talk to you on Thursday.